And welcome to episode 78 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. The game of the year in the NFL. We're going to break down the 49ers and the Saints. And I'm going to tell you why. It's time to apologize to Jimmy Garoppolo. And then the Los Angeles Lakers, 21-3. Anthony Davis drops a 50-piece on the T-Wolves. Strasburg gets a big deal. All that much more here on episode 78 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube. Give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. Got a good one from South Bronx, New York, talking about the Knicks. I'd pick Patrick Ewing as coach with immunity from firing from his contract. New sub 490. Oh, new sub to the YouTube channel. Shout out to the South Bronx. But we got lots to get into. A jam-packed Monday show for you guys. So let's get right into it. Showtime! Are you ready? What do, baby? Baby, baby? Let's get it on! And we're going to start with the game of the year in the NFL. The 49ers and the Saints, they put on a show yesterday. That game lived up to the hype and then some. That game lived up to the hype like the Ben Yeas at Cafe Dumont in New Orleans. Those are fire. Tasty. And last night, Jimmy G and Drew Brees, Kyle Shanahan, and Sean Payne, they were throwing the fire last night. 349 yards each for those two quarterbacks. Nine total touchdowns, and it all came down to the final drive for the San Francisco 49ers, and it was all about Kyle Shanahan. They were facing a fourth and two, 30 seconds to play. He calls a timeout, and he draws up a play to get that ball to his best player, George Kittle. Garoppolo fires. It is caught still on his feet as Kittle with a big play and the stiff arm. George Kittle, flags fly. He's down to the 30. What a run by George Kittle. Take it on, everybody, but the penalty is huge. There are multiple flags. Ooh. Thinking face mask here, and there it is. Marcus Williams grabbing Kittle's mask, and he refuses to go down. So if yesterday was a shootout, George Kittle was the silver bullet for the 49ers. We'll call him the golden bullet because he makes that play. It took them 20 yards to drag down George Kittle. And I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey. He's the best tight end in the NFL. And then Jimmy Garoppolo. What more can you say about Jimmy Jesus? He steps up again, wins another big game. Last night, he went 26 for 36, 74% completion percentage, 349 yards, four touchdowns, and that one interception he threw was really Emmanuel Sanders' fault. He should have caught that. In fact, 11 of the interceptions that Garoppolo has thrown this year, six of them were his receiver's fault. So Jimmy Garoppolo steps up a 131.7 quarterback rating, and I love how everyone, Mike Florio, all these pundits out there, they're not giving him the credit he deserves. They're saying, hey, that was Kyle Shanahan, a master class by Kyle Shanahan drawing up those plays. People are acting like Kyle Shanahan was under center and making those throws. Like, he was suited up in that game. But, no, Jimmy Garoppolo had to execute, and he set up the 49ers for the game-winning field goal. Snap is high. The kick is up, and it is good! What a win for the 49ers!
And you saw right there John Lynch hugging his quarterback. Well, John Lynch is starting to look like Jimmy Genius because bringing in Garoppolo, that was the move. He has this 49ers team sitting at 11-2 with three weeks to play in the regular season, the number one seed in the NFC. And yesterday, Garoppolo joined Steve Young and Jeff Garcia as the only 49ers quarterbacks with at least three games of four passing touchdowns in a single season. Jimmy Garoppolo, he hears everyone out there. He knows what the critics, the 49ers haters saying, hey, you want to beat the Niners? You make Garoppolo throw the football. Well, hey, gas is very expensive these days, and you guys are providing Garoppolo with some free fuel. He hears it out there, and hears him talking about it right after the game. Theory, you make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you with his arm. So you're like, okay, fine. Uh, that worked out for you today, but how sick are you of that? Let's keep that theory going. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's a great team win today. I thought all three phases played great. Guys up front battled their ass off. It was awesome. Congratulations. But you've got to give it to Kyle Shanahan. He was in his bag last night just flexing on that Saints defense, and he's got this team at 11-2, and the toughest three-game stretch of the season, they go 2-1, could have been 3-0. They beat the Packers by 29 at home. They go to Baltimore, almost beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in the pouring down rain, and then last night they go into New Orleans, and they put up 48 points for the 49ers. Here's Kyle Shanahan right after the game. Um, I mean, not much. It, it means that we're, what were we, 10 and 2? I mean, it means we're 11 and 2. Um, it means we're 11 and 2, so we'll see what else happens. But, I mean, it doesn't, and everyone likes to talk about that each week, but, um, and it'd be more fun to talk about if everyone else had bad records, but there's a lot of teams that have good records, so it's just one week at a time, and if you start feeling good about yourself, um, it's going to be over for you fast, and if you get real down and count yourself out, um, then you're not giving yourself a chance because it's going to come down to the last week with a number of teams in um, the NFC, and, um, but we're looking forward to next week. All right. And I love that. You know you're having a great year when you don't even know how many wins you have. He's like, do we have 10 wins, 11 wins? You have 11 wins and two losses with three games left to play. I think they finish up 13-3. and They've got the Falcons, Seahawks, and Rams. They go to Seattle. They could avenge that home loss they had earlier in the year. And if you're the 49ers, I know it feels like, hey, this is just the start of something, right? You're building a dynasty. Five, ten years of a contention. While that may be possible, you've got to go all in this year. Because remember what happened last year with Sean McVay? Every coach that was associated with Sean McVay, they got opportunities. They're going to come calling for the defensive coordinator, Salah. He's going to get a job. This 49ers team, they're in a position this year to win the NFC. By the way, my Super Bowl pick, the Packers, they're now at number two. I think the 49ers, they're in the driver's seat to go to the Super Bowl. If they can get the Saints to come to Levi's Stadium, the 49ers will be in the Super Bowl. And now we're going to talk some hoops. Anthony Davis went off last night at Staples Center, dropped a 50-piece on the Minnesota Timberwolves. He goes for 57-6, four steals, and on 20 of 29 shooting, Anthony Davis went off last night. The brow was wow at Staples Center. And you got a 50-point game. It's his fourth of his career. His career high is 59 points. But there's been three Lakers to score 50 points in this decade. 
Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and now Anthony Davis. AD was spectacular last night, and he's had a sensational week. Anthony Davis last week, 35 points per game, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks, and most importantly, the Lakers went 4-0, and they just announced that the Brow has won the Western Conference Player of the Week. To me, he's deep in that MVP conversation now. To me, it's a three-man race between Giannis, LeBron, and Anthony Davis. I don't think Luka is going to sustain this all season long. I don't think the Mavericks are going to finish with a good enough record. James Harden is still in the mix. By the way, James Harden, that is an efficient 50-point game, not one where you shoot 30 free throws and 23 pointers. Anthony Davis, that was a stellar performance last night, and here's him right after the game. Uh, just being aggressive. Just came out aggressive, um, playing hard. My teammates did a good job of finding me. Um, and just staying in the rhythm, just staying hot. Uh, you know, they're a good team. A team who can shoot. They obviously they got Carl Anthony Towns, who's a hell of a player. Um, Mark, uh, Marcus City, I played with him in college. But Jeff Teague, his brother, uh, Rob Covington, they got a lot of great players in. Um, you know, for us to keep this thing going, Coach talked about it, you know, let's not. We don't need a loss to learn. Um, and I just want to come out and be aggressive and do what I can. And one thing I loved about Anthony Davis's game last night, zero three-point shots, no threes, for AD last night, and he's a capable three-point shooter. He's shooting 33% from beyond the arc this year, but last night, 16 for 20 in the paint. So last night, he was down there imposing his will. I want to see more of that from Anthony Davis. Yes, you can make the three, but you don't have to settle for it. We know you have that touch. And here's Anthony Davis talking about taking what the defense was giving him last night. Uh, I've been able to read defensive coverages. I mean, um, you know, Phil Handy, Mike Pinberger has been doing a great job. Ron doing a great job of helping me read defensive coverages and knowing what moves to get to. And, you know, when it's single coverage, I know I'm able to get to whatever I want. If the double team making the right reads. And, uh, for me, I'm just trying to go out there and just play back basketball and just have fun. Um. And what you're seeing right now is Anthony Davis, since linking up with LeBron James and joined the Los Angeles Lakers, his game is on another level. He's always had a basketball Jones. Now he's got a basketball James, and he's taking it to another level. A lot of his points are on two-man games, him and LeBron working off each other. Here's AD talking about his chemistry with King James. Well, it's been fun. I mean, you know, when you got two players who are very selfless and just want the best for the other player, it's very easy. You know, I'm looking for him. Um, he's looking for me, and we continue to learn each other where where we like to score the basketball. Obviously, that pick and roll when I'm setting it for him, and he's able to get downhill at a at a fast pace and in attack mode. Um, it puts the defense in the bind. Now they either got to help on him or they leave me open. So, or we find the shooters on the weak side. So, um, we're going to continue to get better at it, but it's looking good right now. And another thing I like, too, is Boogie Cousins. Look, Boogie Cousins is out for the year. This guy, what a life. You're getting paid millions of dollars to sit courtside and watch these Lakers. Well, he does have a purpose, and that purpose last night was getting Anthony Davis to go for 50. DeMarcus. <laughs> DeMarcus, uh, for sure. Um, him and Avery. Avery actually the one who told me at halftime, and then um, on the floor, DeMarcus was the one who – let me know like every time. Another <laughs> big story from last night was Lizzo. Everyone was talking about Lizzo. She was getting her twerk on. Check this out. And then, of course, the internet went wild with this one. They were making memes where Lizzo's twerking and Kobe Bryant walks off. They were calling her Rikishi Fat 2. Hey, 
haters, do better than that. You guys are trolls. Don't hate on Lizzo because, hey, she's got the confidence. Do you, Lizzo? And we all know you will because we all know that you're 100 plus that bitch even when I'm crying crazy. And if you're a Laker hater right now, if you're a LeBron James hater right now, like Lizzo's biggest hit, truth hurts. The truth is the Lakers are 21-3. and LeBron looks like he's found the fountain of youth, and Anthony Davis is playing like an MVP. So – I think Anthony Davis, too, if you go back and listen to that interview, he says, we don't need to lose to learn a lesson. I think that was a little shot at the Los Angeles Clippers. Look, Los Angeles Clippers just got smacked up by the Bucks, and they're trying to tell everyone it's a process. We have to lose to learn. I think the Lakers took a little shot at them. But, hey, Lakers looking good, and don't hate on Lizzo. And some breaking news here on the Get More Sports Podcast. Jeff Passer reports that Steven Strasburg will sign with the Washington Nationals a seven-year deal worth $245 million. $245 million for the World Series MVP. But $245 million, a record-setting contract. Hey, to me, $245 is a lot of money. But hey, you remember there was a time when they were saying, hey, Steven Strasburg may consider opting in to the $100 million left on his contract. Well, that all changed, of course, after the season he had and the postseason for the ages. Steven Strasburg was a beast all postseason long, a 1.98 ERA, 47 strikeouts, four walks, and then, of course, what he did to the Astros team. Who knows? Maybe they were even trying to cheat against him. He was cheat-proof. That's how good Steven Strasburg was. He had an ERA of 2.51, pitched eight and a third innings in game six, gave up two runs, but he was everything and then some in the postseason. And the question now is for the Washington Nationals, is this the right move? And does this impact your ability to sign Anthony Rendon? Well, hey, my take on this is, look, you got to lock up Strasburg. Yes, Strasburg has had some injury concerns, but looking at his last season, just his numbers were jumping out at you. Last year, he had a 3-2-5 FIP, a 3-1-7 X FIP. And if you look at it, I love that swinging strike rate at 13.4%. That was a career high. And only thing to be concerned about maybe is that the velocity has dipped a little bit, about two ticks off his velocity. But I still love the way he pitched. And hey, last year, 10.8 strikeouts through nine, 2.4 walks per nine. But really, it was all about that postseason run. So if you can continue that production in the regular season and hold a 3-3-2 ERA, give you those strikeouts, give you those wins, you know you have a dog if the Nationals can get to the postseason. And they also know that, hey, Max Scherzer, he's pitched well in his mid to late 30s too. So maybe they can get that same type of production. Maybe those injury concerns are past Steven Strasburg. But if you're the Nationals, hey, this is a little work past due. Don't kid yourself. This is a little bit of a gift for what you've done in the past. You got him off the schneid. You got him that World Series title. So I'm not mad at the move for the Nationals in the least bit. And the other thing now is what does this mean for the market of Garrett Cole? Garrett Cole has got to be sitting there saying, Show me the money. Money! 
So Garrett Cole, you've entered the $300 million range. He's about to secure the biggest bag by any pitcher. He's going to exceed Steven Strasburg. And all the reports are that they're going to get the deal done at the winter meetings. And Joel Sherman tweeted out, Cole's final payday is now expected to exceed $300 million and not by a penny or two. Nine years at $324 million is $36 million on average per year, and that is probably not a bad over-under. What Strasburg signed for would move me to take the over on Coles. So get ready, baseball world. You're going to see that notification when they announce his contract, and your jaw's going to be on the floor because he's about to get a record deal but if I'm the Washington Nationals, I'm totally fine with this because, one, you don't know if Anthony Rendon was going to sign there. He might want to go to the Dodgers, might want to go to the Texas Rangers. And then, two, let's not forget in game one of that World Series, Garrett Cole, he had given up one run in 22 postseason innings, and he got rocked. Five runs, seven innings, gave up two home runs in that one. And I think that Steven Strasburg, he could become an iconic pitcher like a Kurt Schilling Guys that can step up when the rubber meets the road in October, you know Steven Strasburg is that dude, and I feel good about this move. Look, 112 career wins, a 32.6 career war. Look, if he has another couple World Series with his postseason career, he has a shot to make the Hall of Fame. So if you're the Nationals, you consider all those things, and you sign it. It's a no-brainer. They got their guy. And to me, it was about the teams that didn't sign Steven Strasburg. Take, for example, the San Diego Padres. The Padres, they are dripping with young talent. You got Paddock, Fernando Tatis Jr. They signed Manny Machado last year. I think that would have been a great fit. He went to San Diego State. You bring him home, and you really take your team to another level. And then how about the New York Mets? You lose Zach Wheeler. You don't sign Strasburg. That division... Atlanta goes with Cole Hamels. I think the Mets are the odd team out in that division. But if Strasburg can stay healthy, I think he can age gracefully. And all I can think about is $245 million. In the words of the great Sammy Sosa, baseball has been very, very good to Steven Strasburg. But before we wrap here today, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports Fact of the Day with Anthony Davis dropping 50. Who holds the Laker record for most 50-point games? You guessed it, the Black Mamba. Kobe Bryant dropped 50 26 times in the purple and gold. He's the all-time leading scorer for the Lakers, scoring 33,643 points while playing 20 seasons for the Los Angeles Lakers. But that is going to do it for episode 78 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast where you get your podcast these days. And then be sure to head over to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comments section. I want all your hot takes so I can read them off in the intro. If you want to be a part of the Get More Sports Podcast, go to YouTube and give me all your takes. But that is going to do it tonight. You got Eagles. You got Giants from Philly. I'm taking the Eagles in that one. But that's going to do it. See you guys Wednesday, and I'm out.